So, we either buy into the difficulty and become the difficulty and signify that we are that difficulty or we detach from the nature of the various difficulties and enter into a state of serenity within the midst of all of the difficulties. Now, this doesn't deny the difficulties and this doesn't deny the fact that we may have to interact with them and resolve them, but it does deny the fact that we have to interact with them in such a way that they become us. We can be separate from them, and we need to figure out how to do that for our own life. Now, it's very easy to watch somebody who's good at it and say, wow, isn't that amazing? Well, it may be, but it doesn't do you a whole lot of good unless you understand what they're doing and begin to implement it in your own life. We have to enter into a state of serenity. We have to enter into a state of peacefulness. We have to enter into a state of calmness. We have to give up our identification with the trauma of this world and identify ourselves with something greater than that, something beyond that. The trauma of this world is never going to stop. It is the nature of this world to be in trauma. And these traumas erupt constantly in different places. If you, if you trace the last hundred years or so, World War I, World War II, uh, this is just from the American perspective, uh, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the wars in the Middle East, constant eruptions of trauma in war. How about the economic traumas? The, uh, the Great Depression uh, in, in the late 20s, uh, all of the recessions and, and, and downturns that have happened after that. Um, how about the, the civil rights movement within this country and the attempt of people to get some sort of uh, freedom within this land? Um, in the midst of all of that, certain people were able to maintain their dignity. Um, we, one can't help thinking of Martin Luther King's speeches in the middle of going to jail, being uh, threatened with death, uh, and still maintaining his sense of serenity, even though he was in the eye of the storm.
and it was revolving all around him. Well, for each of us, that storm is just as difficult. For each of us, uh, we can only know the extent of what we're put in the midst of. But comparisons of one person's difficulty to another person's difficulty are sort of odious. We don't need comparisons, but we should understand that there's a lot of difficulty. And even though if we were to put on our critic hat and begin comparing, we could say, oh, it's not so hard for him, it's blah, 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 blah. This, this is a goofy kind of mind exercise. We should understand that everybody goes through the trauma of birth and the trauma of death and the trauma of life. And everybody has their difficulties. How they deal with it is what is their measure of real humanity and their measure of becoming a true human. Uh, we're all in the midst of decay, of every imaginable sort, and each of us has to deal with it. And can we remain serene? Can we uh, stay in a state of compassion towards others? Or is our own circumstance so overwhelming to us that all we can do is attempt to resolve our own situation as if we were the ones who resolved it. There's a, a Zen story that I heard years and years and years ago while I was still in school. talking about the state of peace and he said imagine yourself being chased by a tiger and off in the distance you saw a strawberry bush that had one single strawberry and your state was that of tasting the sweetness of the strawberry even though what else might happen could occur at any second. We need somehow to be able to taste the sweetness of our Creator. We need somehow to understand the sweetness of Rahman and Rahim, mercy. We need somehow to concentrate on the qualities that were the prophets. We need to go to the place where they went. Consciousness is a state and we can all share that state. We can share that state of consciousness and that's truly where unity exists. If we share that state of consciousness that is serene, we can then really begin to know people because we know them through serenity. 
in the story of Jesus, as he's on that cross, he is asking that his Father, God, forgive those who've done what they do to him because they know not what they do. Uh, this allegory has for years and years and years been the center point of a religion that's supposed to be focused on forgiveness. We need to be focused on forgiveness. We need to be focused on the faith that there is more to our existence than this world. And we need to focus an enormous portion of that which we pay attention to, to understanding that. Yet, it's like many people in this world have forgotten that this life is just one portion of existence. Uh, the Pope just issued a proclamation that much of the world seems to have gotten amnesia about God. Uh, they've just forgotten about it. Well, have we forgotten about it? Because if we have forgotten about it, we're not going to be able to find that place of serenity. Because the serenity exists from him, through him, and within him. And we have to find our way into that place. We have to be able to concentrate on him in such a way that he becomes of tantamount importance. And the place where that takes us becomes of tantamount importance. And all of the difficulties, all of the different emotional relationship, uh, bodily difficulties that we go through, economic, become less important to us than our relationship with Allah. It's in doing that that we become free. And without doing that, we not only are burdened by all of the decay of the world, we become slaves to the decay of the world. And we enter into that slavery, unless we fight it, willingly. We say, this is our state, this is where I'm stuck, and this is what I have to deal with. As opposed to, yes, all of this is going on, but this isn't who I am. What I am is way beyond this. What I am is much greater than this. If you look at the lives of each of the prophets, they all went through tremendous difficulty. Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, was driven from his own town. He had to escape because they tried to kill him. He, when, when he left and, and ended up in Medina, uh, the people from Mecca went after him, still trying to destroy him. Uh, he visited certain towns where they threw stones at him. Yet he never asked for revenge against these people. 
There was always forgiveness. Moses went through enormous difficulty with the people he was put with. Uh, they attacked him in various ways. One of them was, Moses, why do you hold yourself above us? We are all chosen to leave Egypt. Just because you came first doesn't make you any better. They wouldn't listen to him. They abandoned him. Um, each of the prophets went through that difficulty, but they didn't lose their relationship with Allah. That relationship was maintained, and the words that came from their mouths was the constant, the constant reutterance of the need to maintain that relationship and that the, the savior of our the savior of our life is in being able to maintain that relationship um, we need to understand that. And why do we reiterate the, prophet, the stories of the prophets and the saints and the martyrs? So that we see and have examples of the ones who were able to do it and apply that towards our own existence. Everything that we have been shown is for our life. Every prophet that came was for our life. Every revelation that's happened was for our life. We have to understand the enormous effort that's been made by so many people on behalf of our lives. Each one of us. Each one of us is supremely important to Allah. And when we understand this, our lives will begin to change. Also, when we understand the supreme importance of our own life, we'll then also be able to truly see the supreme importance of everybody else's life. And that's when we begin to see and understand unity. That's when we begin to see the true interconnectedness uh, between all of us. And as we see that, the cycle of things becomes clearer and it becomes easier for us to stay in that place that's connected to Allah. That is the only reality. Everything else fades. That maintains. And we need to be able to focus on that. The ghosts of our past and the ghosts of our present will constantly haunt us. The shadows, that's what ghosts are, the shadows will fly in front of us, showing us scenes of what could have been and what may have been, showing us scenes of imagination, if only. Serenity never says if.
serenity maintains in the situation that's been given and instead of saying if says irrelevant to all of these ghosts of the past and of the future and all these visions that fly through our head the ability to react and say irrelevant takes incredible strength and incredible focus because it says I know what's real I know what's important I know what needs to be done it's been shown to me through all of those who came before me who had the appropriate focus and took their time and their effort in order to explain it to the rest of us so in this month of reflection in this month of fasting and attempting to understand ourselves better in this time of purification let us detach ourselves more than ever from the decay of this world from the difficulty of this world from the constant constant attempt of this world to drag us into its chaos let us escape and see the permanence within things and where that permanence comes from and let us attach ourselves to that permanence may Allah make this all clear to us may he allow our vision to be able to see the extent of his pervasive nature in everything that we see so that we focus on that may it be so Amin Amin